Hello, this is Jonathan McNair. And this is Rod McNair. And this is Brother to Brother. As we begin this week's podcast, just want to make a couple comments about uh, why we're doing this and who we are. I don't know that we've actually introduced ourselves to our audience in the previous podcast, so maybe it's a good time. So I'm Jonathan McNair. I mean, I already said that part, but mm -hmm. my responsibility is to uh, to head up the Leaving Education program. So um, I I think that uh, once I say that, those people who want to take some time and look into what we're about can certainly do that. I don't want to take the whole the whole podcast on that, but that's my job here. And I work together with the other headquarters departments and Mr. Weston under his guidance to uh, to make sure that we can do what we're doing to to help with some of the educational processes, both online and with the students here at uh, at headquarters. So that's what I do. And Rod, why don't you tell them what you do? I work in uh, in church administration. I'm the assistant to Dr. Winnell. And um, some of the main uh, uh, areas that we get into are organizing the TWPs and also administration of the Feast of Tabernacles and other uh, sundry duties um, inter interfacing with the ministry around the around the country, around the world. So we, we both had the opportunity uh, to work here at headquarters now, and but we also worked many years in the field in different places and capacities. So um, it, it's really a lot of fun for us to be able to really see both worlds in a sense. And uh, hopefully we can bring some of what we've learned into the podcast and in a practical way and be of, of interest to you as a, as a listener. So today... Our topic is the educated leader. Actually, it's not just the topic; it's the title, the educated leader. And I'm—I guess I'm just wondering. I hope that we can. <laughs> are, are we assuming something here? <laughs> are we trying to prove <laughs> that we can even speak on this topic? Well, this is <laughs> the point of this podcast today: is to convince you. <laughs> to convince you that we're educated leaders is that what this is all about you know we hadn't really thought of that no, when, before uh just true. now did we well you, you know you know the brother to brother idea and the theme is that we're brothers but we also do um share a brotherhood with uh with you and all those uh within our congregations who are trying to who are, who are trying to act in a way um, that would be influential in a positive way in their, within their congregations. And um, so let's hope that we can all become educated <laughs> leaders. So so first of all, uh, we want to preface this by a couple of three Proverbs. You want to read the Proverbs that we were focusing sure. on there? Sure. Proverbs 1, verse 5. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. So learning is important. Uh Proverbs 9, I'll read Proverbs 9, verse 9. Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. So mm -hmm. learning, being a learner, is highlighted as, as one who's going to be wise. And um, uh, it, it, it's something that's emphasized throughout the Proverbs. We've just selected a couple, a couple, three. You want to read that? And Proverbs sixteen twenty one. And 23 says, the wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. 
so that's just a sampling of a few passages where we see in the Bible that God, he wants us to learn, you know, according mm-hmm. to God, we're supposed to be learners and becoming wiser. And it's a lifelong challenge for us to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the backdrop for what we're talking about today. The educated leader, one who actually desires to learn. So we're going to start off with uh, a couple reasons why leaders should love learning then? Well, you know, one, actually not on our list here, but one that just comes to mind is that that's the way God thinks, that that uh, we're going to be learning in that sense for all eternity. It's not like um, you just stop uh, learning anything. In fact, it says, uh, Hebrews talks about how Christ learned mm. by the things he suffered. So, uh even having a, a, a love of learning, it never stops. Even in the, the spiritual realm, certainly we're going to be experiencing and, and growing and expanding our, let's say, perspective in, in ways we can't comprehend right now. But that's, I think, what makes life exciting. You know, that just prompted me to think, uh, you know, when, when Christ called his disciples, what did he do? He taught them. In other words, he was looking for those who are willing to learn. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about it. If any of them would not have been willing to learn and and desired that learning, they, they really couldn't have served in that capacity. But for three years, they were learning. You know, I mean, the, and, yeah. and, um, and I mean, even as a young boy, here, there he was in the temple learning and discussing. So it, it you know, it's different from some religions where you basically just sit and, and, and listen and um, right. you're not engaged in learning. Well, what does the word disciple mm. even mean? Mm. It, it's, a, it's a learner, isn't it? So it's interesting. Even the, the sort of the term that we use for them is, is stamped all over them that they were learning from, from the teacher. So I, in, in thinking about this, something that I wanted to add to the conversation was that le- leaders should love learning because it reflects an attitude of humility. In other words, somebody who knows they need to learn and mm-hmm. they have more to learn and, and has that mindset that they want to learn, it, it's, it's like a function of humility. You know, mm-hmm. when, when mm-hmm. we stop learning, it actually yeah. is, a, in, a, in a sense, maybe this is a stretch, but it's a function of pride. We don't need to learn anymore. We already know. So I would say um, leaders, when leaders reflect or have show a desire to learn they're actually reflecting a facet of humility mm-hmm. yeah that's that's interesting it also helps them to have more to give i mean the more that we learn the more we can frankly be uh, a tool in god's hand in a local area better uh frankly it even sort of shows that we have a mindset a, a, a bigger perspective than just ourselves that uh, I want to learn so that I can be more involved in the congregation. I can serve in perhaps other ways as there are needs, uh, not just where I am right now today, but how can I how can I help fulfill the needs of tomorrow? So you're and, talking about skills in addition to even just, let's say, knowledge, or Bible ab- knowledge or history knowledge. You're talking about even skills. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even something as basic as song leading. So uh, how how do you wind up? helping and and serving as a song leader well you have to learn you have to recognize that that uh if if i don't know how to and and if it's uncomfortable and it's i've never done it it's unfamiliar 
at some point along the way, you have to learn. It, you, you know, even, <clears throat> frankly, um, skills for helping people, skills for mm-hmm. listening, skills for, I'll say, counseling or, or, or leading or managing. Um, actually, there's so much to learn. And, and, mm-hmm. and frankly, we can learn and learn again and learn again and learn again because we mm-hmm. keep changing. The people around us are changing. So um, even in dealing with people, there's no end to nuances uh, and, and even reinforcing Mm-hmm. what we know or what we've heard, but just reminding us. I mean, it, um, it helps us to give in terms of how we interact with people as as well, certainly. Absolutely. So how do leaders learn? Well, the one of the most obvious ways would be simply reading. Um, Romans chapter 15 and verse 4 says, For whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. So I guess one challenge that I'm faced with today, and maybe others are as well, and that is um, is the Internet. Because it's so easy for our source of learning to be the Internet. Mm-hmm. And you know it's so shallow. You know, you, you, you search something, you type something in, you want to learn about something. And there's a place for it. I mean, sometimes I ask Siri. Last night I was... I was using my Instapot um, air fryer ah. lid, and um, how'd that work out? It works great because I like to make French fries in it. Ah, okay. And and uh, and I've done it before with French fries, Cajun fries. Oh, where you put lots of spices on them. Oh, they're wow. really good. I'm making what okay, kind of I'm, spices. I, you put garlic as well as as um, all kinds like uh, paprika and cayenne. Oh, wow. And salt and pepper and some onion, uh, some little onion bits. Like and, diced and, garlic or just uh, um, garlic sh- pepper? Uh, shredded garlic. Oh, shredded oh, garlic. Yeah, it's all nice. chopped, chopped up and everything in olive oil. And you, you lather them in that and you put it in the air fryer. Yeah. But I couldn't remember... How many minutes you leave it in there? Oh yeah. So I, see I your went. Problem. I went to Google. Actually, I think I asked Siri, <laughs> "How many minutes do I need to air fry?" So okay, my point. There is a point to this. Okay, <laughs> the point is that the point the the point is that okay. Yeah, I can I can learn shallow in that case. I just mm. need to know how many minutes do I need to have the yeah the French fries in there. But but you know we can. We can turn to the internet as our source for information gathering, mm-hmm. and and we're um, we're constantly every day news, um, little essays or whatever we're reading. It's it's from the mm-hmm. internet, and it tends to be, I don't know, it tends to be so shallow. Um, there's a place. I'm not saying there's not a place, but I I, I don't know. I think reading books, maybe yeah, you can read yeah. them, uh, you know, in a, in a tablet or iPhone or something. But reading books is important. You know, if you think about it, a book or learning reading is like having a conversation with someone because mm-hmm. a book was written by someone so they're they're discussing they're passing on their observations right yeah and if you think about it normal conversations are actually do uh, have take time right as opposed to uh like you say there are times when we just search through a you know google and and to try to find some some knowledge, some information, a specific piece of information. If you would just go up to somebody and uh, and, and and sort of like search their brain, you know, say, I want a specific piece of information that's in your brain, that doesn't really build the relationship and the whole interaction as people as yeah. much as actually having a conversation. Well, even the context, you think about it, that might be yeah. fine for a factoid. Right. But <clears throat> for... 
a, a bit of understanding, you know, we have to listen to people to get context, right? And, yeah. and a book gives context. Right. In fact, that's, that's what I, I think it's good to both do hard reading as well as easy reading. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Personally, I think novels are, can be really enjoyable to read. Their historical novels can be very helpful. I just read one about the Philippines, and um, mm. you, you live in the Philippines, so mm-hmm. you'd be familiar with this. And the final days when the American forces were there, mm. as the as the Japanese were invading, mm-hmm. and I mean it, it was gripping. Um, mm. and I, I learned a lot from it that I hadn't hadn't known. Mm-hmm. But it was a novel, certainly yeah. it was a novel. Um, but it's provoked me to want to learn more about it from either other other accounts. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so I'm I'm not saying. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of novels in their place as well, but I think it's good to have hard reading too sometimes. Yeah, both, yeah. Um, you know, you're right. The, the, I've recently heard uh, about discussions about how important it is to read. And I think in particular, there, this was talking about novels because it, it just strengthens our brain and the ability to make connections and use our imagination and imagine. And and when you're reading something, you're having to imagine it in your brain. And it's actually healthy for you Mm because it it helps to stimulate your brain and and the connections. So uh, think about it. I mean, the Bible. I mean, yeah, in fact, that's right. uh, I jotted this down somewhere in my, oh, Romans 15, verse 4. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning. Yeah. So, right. I mean, if, if we don't have the the concentration ability, right, the, the ability to focus for an extended period of time, right, we're not going to. And and even the written word, right. You know, you're in these, you're doing the Bible studies here in Charlotte. Um, this this last couple of weeks about about the written word and the history of the written word and um and and Abraham and so on and and really. Mm-hmm. That's speaking to the fact that if we're going to be an influencer in the way of God, we have to be able, we have to just want to learn and be able to, in one facet of it, is be able to read and and process things that are are written. God, so much of God's way has been written down for us. Right, right, right. So really, being even having the capacity to read and having the the ability to. To have in our at our fingertips the knowledge and information that's been recorded by all kinds of different uh, authors, the Bible certainly, but others, it's a it's a real opportunity, isn't it? Another another way to learn as leaders, so we can become better leaders, more knowledgeable, more understanding, experienced, is by listening to other people. Mm-hmm. Well, we talk about reading, but um, I, I guess I just have found that uh, over the years, uh, our brethren have a wealth of experience. We all have different areas of expertise from our own experience, our own skills that we've developed. But there's a wealth of experience within any given congregation mm. um, that that if we're willing to listen, we can learn from. Absolutely. It's interesting to find out and and even how you only find out what some people have done in the past and the skills they have and the experience they have by really getting to know each other. And it and sometimes it's it's shocking and surprising the just the the wealth of of experience that people have. I think, I mean, I find that if, if people listen to me, okay, I feel closer to them because I feel like they understand me better and they understand where I'm coming from. They understand the context of things I'm saying. And and I think it goes both ways. 
So learning, um, learning by listening, I think is really right. powerful, just as powerful as let's say learning by, uh, by reading. Certainly, you know, I remember, I don't know, this was maybe when we were in college that the hearing the, the, the phrase or saying that you, you'll be the same person today or a year from now as you are today, except for the books you read and the people you meet. Hmm. So this is really talking about both of those, um, ways that we we don't stagnate we keep keep growing yeah and the food that you eat and the exercise that you do too i mean maybe that's true too and sleep and the sleep, sleep is good i don't know i mean so, i'm just I guess saying we could add I, I mean, a whole there, bunch I, of things I think there are other things too but <laughs> but I, I think that that is that is true certainly sure. i'm not saying it's not true i'm just saying I don't know, i'm just thinking about it a little bit but yeah but those but the, the, that's that's a that's a good saying that's a good saying uh, there, you know, as we head toward the finish line here, um, there are pitfalls. There are pitfalls to learning. Um, I'd say the one is making, let's say, learning our God, where we are, are we're so focused on gathering knowledge and being, even having that as our image. Um, in Second Timothy chapter three, Paul told or wrote to Timothy and he said he talked about those who were always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth in other mm. words knowledge was there was there god well that's not what we're talking about here right right that's a different thing right and and it's all about the heart it's all about what we're wanting to do and and why we're wanting to expand as you said is it is it to create a certain image is it to impress is it to gain status or is it to serve? It's like any anything in, in life or in a local congregation. Uh, if we're wanting to serve, the opportunities are endless. And the opportunities to grow in learning are endless. You know, we can make, we can make learning um, something that we can carry as a banner. Mm-hmm. So in other words, we, if, if we're, <clears throat> let's say we've been reading a certain book. We can talk about how we've been reading a certain book mm. in order to make ourselves appear smart. You right. know, it's like having certain books on your bookshelves or, um, uh, you know, it, it's, it's mm. the idea of, of wanting to have the image as a, as a learner, as a smart person. Really, you're talking about vanity. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the Pharisee standing and praying with himself or he wanted the image mm-hmm. of being a prayer one who prayed to God mm-hmm. more than the relationship with God. And yeah. I, I guess, I, and I think that can be part of it as opposed to becoming part of us where we're learning from it. Yeah. You know, and, and changing by it yeah. as opposed to the image and the, and making an impression. Because it can, it can actually lead to vanity. I mean, right. that, that's the, right. you know, there's a dichotomy. Yeah. Learning can help us, but it can actually turn upside down and, Create more, create, create vanity in yeah. us if we're, if we're not careful. That's right. Okay. Um, any last thoughts about now? We've about this. We've just obviously we've done a quick survey, but we we want the idea here was to apply learning to to leadership and and why it's important that leaders keep learning and and just a, a few different um, facets. Last thoughts. You know, I have a, a, a thought just to add here as we get closer to the end. One of our one of our brothers here in the local congregation, uh, Louis Crespo, uh, mm. died recently, and of course we know. And um, 
from a heart attack. Um, and um, I, I just have always been struck by Mr. Crespo. Some years back, he was uh, working in a, a maintenance type uh, job, and he had the opportunity to start taking some classes that were provided by his employer. And he, so he embarked on this journey, and it probably was a, I don't, I think maybe four or five year process. Hmm. And he kept just taking one after another and certifications and, and, um, and I've always been, I, I've really been impressed with, um, how he saw that as not just an opportunity to somehow, um, I don't know, as we've been talking about, not just to impress other people, but yeah. he really wanted to just keep learning. Yeah, yeah. And, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. I've and, known it for a long time, and I, I didn't know that. Yeah, and he wound up, you know, as you as you are seeking to learn and mm-hmm. seeking, looking for ways to develop yourself, the natural effect was they needed him more and they gave him more positions of responsibility at his work. And, mm-hmm. and certainly he, he grew in the local congregation because of that same attitude as well. Yeah. He, he really wound up being a, uh, a quite a, a servant, a, a real, a real pillar here in Charlotte. You know something? I've, it's interesting you say that because. When I first started working here and working with Living Education, we first started doing online classes. I would say he was one of the very first ones mm. who came up to me at church and said, you know what? I really enjoyed that lesson on such and such. You know, what What do you think of this? And he started, he actually was engaging, mm-hmm. talking with me about about the lessons. In other words, yeah. he was jumping in and doing them. I, I think yeah. that, you know, that really, number one, it showed he was interested in a sense in the in the work because this is part of what we're doing and but it also it also meant that he uh, he was able to encourage me yeah I didn't know if anybody was looking at him you know yeah sure but but it, um, interesting you say that about him because uh, that's that was my experience just in the recent years so yeah he he showed that he was a learner and it was influential yep it was influential in other people yeah uh, so good example hand in hand in glove well. Well, we um, we certainly will miss him, and uh, that's Mr. Crespo, a gentleman here locally who who, who died last week, and um, so it's um, some good thoughts there. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we want to go ahead and wrap up our session today. The title is the Educated Learner, and I uh, hope it's been thought provoking for you. This is Jonathan McNair, and I'm Rod McNair, and this has been Brother to Brother. Have a great week. <laughs>